You're listening to the Greening Out Podcast. This show contains profanity, hate for the state, and themes of a libertarian nature. If you are easily offended, please listen to something else. For more, visit greeningoutpodcast.co.uk. Hi, I'm Katie Green. Hi, I'm Dan Green. Welcome back to the Greening Out Podcast. Welcome back to the Greening Out Podcast. So, so I was pissed off this morning. As usual. Right, okay, but so. Continue. Yeah. Right, so I'm a postman, as some people know, and before we all get start jumping up and down and going, oh, you work for the government, <laughs> Royal Mail is a private company in the UK, check the London Stock Exchange. <laughs> I just felt we should get that out of the way. Do you want to make that clear? I do want to make that clear. I do a not, government I'm, bum. I am not a government employee. A government goon. Anyway, government did get all up in my grill. Um, what as happened? usual. Uh, yeah. So the local council... Right, mm-hmm. so like a city council for anyone who's not in the UK. City councils exist for jobs to yes. be made. Yeah, so anyway, they were sending out, they send out these letters, probably asking for money or whatever, I'm not sure, but they yeah. send one out to every single house, right? And you don't usually go to every house, like yeah. a postman's route is built on, I think it's some like the estimation that you'll go to like 80% of the houses or something like that. Yeah. But instead they sent one to every Bastarding house this morning. Dan, it's your own show. You can swear here. <laughs> and I was like, every I was like, fucking house on that fucking can? route had a fucking letter. Yeah. Yeah. So. Yeah. So I got annoyed. Yeah. Um, but it made me think. I was trying to cheer myself up a bit. You know, because this was, it was brutal. Um, I can't, what I will say though, the bonus about being a postman, what I will say is this, it means that while I'm delivering mail, I can yeah. listen to audiobooks and lectures and podcasts. Also, I imagine getting incredibly pissed off makes you go faster. Yes. Yeah, I got a good rage going, which actually yeah. put me way ahead. But it got me thinking about like, things like people say to postmen, right? Because there's things oh, you might have said today. to your postman. Aye. We don't want to hear shit like that. Can, Wait, Dan, I'm going to give do, you. I'm going to give you, you a list to have of a th- top ten things. Not to. <laughs> I don't know if I've got quite ten, but I've got a few. Give me a top five. Okay, right. <laughs> if it's bills, you can keep it. I don't uh-huh. want any bills. These are or any variation on keep the bills. Uh, so, like, I don't want the so bills. So at number five, we have bills. Don't no, we're, talk. we're not doing them on terms of that. Well, we'll just okay. Well, my my way is more structured <laughs> and fun, but whatever. We could just say that's one. I don't think anyone's worse than the other. They're all equally annoying, to be honest. Okay, I can respect that. Here's one. Right. See the bill thing, right? Everyone says that. Even some people say that every single day to you. It's not fucking funny. We've heard it a lot of times. I've Any, even got... Anybody on Dan's run who's listening to this, by the way? <laughs> any of you who I'm that weird long-haired postman that you're not quite sure what he's doing. <laughs> he's always got headphones in and he usually looks quite... His brow is all fin- furrowed. furrowed. Um, right. The word of the day is Okay, I'll, I'll tell you what probably, what probably the... Well, there's some other bad ones like... What's the worst one? What's like the, the I'll, thing you I'll tell you what the say. worst one is. The worst. And I think I know exactly right. what it is. Right, it's usually when there's like a dog present and they go, Oh, it's fine, he'll not touch you, he'll, he's alright. And then that's like five seconds before Fluffy's fucking teeth are in your ankle. Do you mm-hmm. know what I mean? Yeah. I, every postman I know that's been bitten. Yeah. But not everyone, right, but a lot of them I know that have been bitten. Myself included. We're, we're to- told beforehand, right. Oh, don't worry, it's fine. 
it will not bite you. And <laughs> don't, don't ever say that to your postman no. because it's a lie. Even if you trust your dog, I don't trust your dog. I have a feeling, I have a theory about the whole postman thing. I have a theory, okay? Do you want to hear my theory? I do want to hear your theory. My theory is that the reason that dogs hate postmen so much is, you know, dogs pick up on personal vibes. Mm-hmm. And there's this old stereotype of dogs are going to bite the postman. So the postman goes in and in an obvious sort of scared state. In a state of fear. And like, is this dog going to bite me? Mm Because see, whenever I meet a dog, Mm -hmm. I meet dogs every single day in my Mm -hmm. job too. I work in a pharmacy. (laughs) The the two are not connected. But people... I mean, dog is a weird pharmacy. I wouldn't shop there. (laughs) We sell dogs, Jeff. No, we we really don't. No, the thing that... Pharmacy means pet shop in Scotland. (laughs) It, it sells regular pharmacy things, but a lot of the customers have dogs and we, we have a dog policy, you know, like if it's a small dog, if it's not going to come, if it's, it's a huge, massive Rottweiler, please don't bring it in because it takes up room and people are automatically, um, nervous. But my, so no my great theory, gains in the shop, sorry, then. back to my theory though. Back to your theory. Eh? My, my theory is that the postman will go in and an obvious kind of, is this dog going to bite me kind yeah, of state? Uh-huh. But I meet dogs every single day and I'm not scared of dogs. So I go up and I go, hello. And, and I get right up. And, dogs can but, pick up on human behavior. Uh-huh, but I, I just put my hand out mm-hmm. and if a dog sniffs my hand, mm-hmm. usually it's fine. They can tell, yeah, she's, she's cool. Mm-hmm. She's not scared of me. She, yeah. She's, she's no threat. Well, you know what? They actually did that the other day because the, fear, there's some, there's some you know. dogs on my run that are fine with me. Like I know the owners and all the dogs have been up there for years. So yeah. like I know the people quite well. Um, and there's some that are fine. And there was these new people that moved in and they had, I think it was like a golden retriever or something. Yeah, it was oh, like a golden retriever. So. But I don't know the dog. And usually we, we don't have to go in. We just write on the mail, you know, dog in garden. You're not expected to go in, basically. If you, if, if there's you a dog fear, in the garden. Yeah, yeah. Well, yeah. If you think it's a threat. But I tried what you, what you suggested mm-hmm. and I kind of went in. I tried to project more confidence. Mm-hmm, like, yeah. cause sometimes I go in all scared and nervous, yeah. like you said, and the dog probably picks up on that and yeah. gets so scared and nervous as well. Yeah. So I actually went in all confident. Mm-hmm. And I was just like, put my hand out, man. And it gave my hand a wee lick, wagged its tail a bit. I gave it a rub in the head and we were all good. A rub and a lick <laughs> and everybody's happy. Well, there back you go, to my list usual. of things, right? So don't say the dog will no touch you. Like, the dog will touch you, right? right? I don't want to hear that. I also don't want to hear the bill stuff. Here's what else I don't want to hear. See if right? it's raining. Aye. I don't want to hear people going, my mail's wet. And you go, and you're like, yeah, it's yeah. fucking raining. Aye. I've been walking about in the rain for four fucking hours. Tell me about it. And that's aye, when some people say, like some people will say that to you they'll be like oh it's someday you've got the day and you'll be like I hadn't noticed man I'm fucking swimming here although I've yeah. got to tell you one time I did laugh one time it was pissing a rain all day and I had a package for this guy this older guy kind of yeah. bald like big white beard if and you're he, listening he, so sorry he opens the door with this big booming voice and he just goes what a shitty day you've got <laughs> I just burst out laughing indoor you... voices indoor voices <laughs> <laughs> no, but that- it, it was louder when he said it, man. You would have heard him say it. Mm, this is funny stuff. I like this. Um, you would have heard no, over there. I, yeah, so we don't want to hear my meals wet because uh, the yeah. meal's going to get wet. We're carrying bags, right? Bags are not completely waterproof. They're, they're made of fabric. Yeah. They yeah. will eventually seep through. Yeah. The mail will get wet. Yeah. Deal with it. If you want a better system, please write a letter and direct it to Royal Mail <laughs> at <laughs> fuck you. There's nothing you can do about I'm sure it. You, I'm sure they're interested. But... Yeah. So that's another one I that hate, is, right? Yeah. You're late the day. 
This is another people go. And oh, in Scottish, the day means today. Yeah, people. So basically, they're saying, "Oh, you're late the day," and you're like, "That's usually." And you're when, like, "Yes, yeah. I'm running late. Thanks for reminding me." Yeah, thank, yeah. I haven't <laughs> noticed that I'm running late now. I'm going to finish my job later than I should because uh-huh. I need to finish delivering mail to fuck with like you. I sound really bad with this. Actually, most of the people in my walk are really nice. To be honest, actually, just, they <laughs> always give you really nice Christmas cards. They do. They, they give do. Nice they go thanks for everything, Dan. Like Dan gets a lot of stuff. So before you start thinking he's a big misanthropic. <laughs> I just walk about. I'm not going to say where throwing, I deliver, but like throwing mail at people, going "fuck you." He doesn't do that. Okay, he's a nice guy. I'm not Bukowski. Well, Bukowski yeah. never really wasn't on the beat postman. Anyway, he was more uh, of a he was more of a mail sorter kind of guy. Same with Fenris from that band Dark Throne. Oh That's yeah, we were does. talking about that. Yeah, kind of these kind of creepy uh, loner types that are uh, these postmen. artists that work. These like, artists. Are you calling me what is? I'm a creepy loner type. Is this not what this is? <laughs> what, is like, that not like what? our stereotype? Like you're like no. Have uh, I been reading this no, marriage? I'm, I'm totally a bit of a creepy loner. I just don't, a, yeah, well, not creepy. I'm not creepy. I'm just a bit of a loner. Right. I'm not that anyway, creepy. side note. Um, <laughs> yeah, so that's something you should never say to people. See the whole, see the whole thing as well about if that's a bill you can keep it. They're mostly fucking bills. You that's know what, what I mean? you receive see, in the see mail if these I days. Didn't deliver bills. Do people I probably send wouldn't have a anymore? job. No, not particularly. Some people do. Well, Actually, do. do you know what people still send, which surprises me, but it does quite well, man. Postcards. A lot of people still send yeah, postcards. I did. When we were in yeah. Amsterdam recently, I sent a postcard to the girls in my work and they absolutely loved it. They were like, oh, I've got a postcard. Well, I hope that they liked it. They probably didn't. I don't know if I'm popular in work. I can't really, <laughs> I can't read it very well. Can't gauge it. I don't know if they're just being nice to me because they feel bad for me. If you were in Amsterdam, they, but they would yeah. just think, well, she's gotten high and thought I'm going to mail something. That's kind of exactly what happened in Amsterdam. I'm going my to brother admit that to you. you used to live in Rome, right? On the wine. <laughs> I, I, he used to live. <laughs> nah, he's not an alcoholic or anything. No, just no, in case oh my God, no, just just a family joke, right? Yeah. So Paul used to live in Rome, and I remember he was coming home for Christmas one year. Do you remember this? And he actually posted a card before he left, and he beat the card by he beat that the card funny. here. Yeah, he actually saw it arriving. How awesome is that to like post something from another country, go to the country, and like you receive your mail and be like, "Yeah, fuck you, post." Like you could that if if I were a billionaire, that would be a hobby. If for you were me. a billionaire, the world would be a scary place. If I was a billionaire, some stuff would happen. Shit would go down. Right. So here, I can give you another one of these actually. Okay. Right. See, me. right. So see, junk mail, like, as a not addressed to you. Door just, to doors, basically. Yeah, ad- just, advertising mail. Yeah, uh-huh. Right. Don't give them back to the postman or don't shout at him for giving you them. It's, it's not problem. his fault. It's, it's, just put them in your, see, see them at a time. We I've also had, get them. See, people, you, you also have to deal with them. It's like, they act like postmen don't get these things. Yeah, Everybody I exactly. fucking gets them. Don't get mad at the postman. Get you can actually the opt out of it if you really care that much, yeah. but I never understood this because I've had people literally shouting at me because I've put this, whatever it is, like something for blinds through, through, through their the door. door and they're like shouting at me as if By the way, Dan doesn't call blind people blinds. He means like the window blinds. A lot of blinds companies do right. this. I don't think this is a good way to market either, but we'll get to that after this. Okay. After, right, so this guy's right, standing Dan, shouting at me. It. This right? is turning and into a fully fledged, <laughs> like, like and, losing uh, your temper. I'm going to Alex Jones this, <laughs> just, just till the end. <laughs> no, right, so this guy's full on shouting at me, right, because okay. I put this through his door, right? Right. For about a minute, right? How long would it have taken him to take that and put it in a bin? Yeah, I know. And everyone does. This is why I don't think it's a good marketing strategy either because see when I, like I'll deliver a bunch of this crap, right? And then I'll go to those houses the next day and what's in the recycling bin? All the crap that they made me deliver. Mm Mm-hmm. 
Maybe that's just to create jobs, recycling jobs. I've got my tinfoil hat on, by <laughs> the way. There was a guy that made a program, actually, and he took all his junk mail yeah. and he compressed them into, yeah. like, um, bars and he actually used them to heat his house because part oh. of the thing of the program was that some councils, we're back to councils, were saying that they're... Because of all these door to doors or junk mail, yeah. their like their landfills, their recycling plants or whatever were heaving with them mm-hmm. and it was costing them a lot of money. Mm-hmm. So this guy actually decided to heat his house with them, which was pretty cool. Man. That's fun. I, I, I think maybe we could try and find that and link that up at the bottom of the show. I think that that would be quite good. Yeah. But back yeah. to, back to Alex Jones, Dan, how hard is it to put something in the fucking bin? Do you know right, okay. All you need to do is just put it in the bin. Right. Oh, it's you really difficult. are being Alex Jones this evening, aren't you? It's okay. the globalists. Okay. The no. globalists. <laughs> no, no. I wasn't well, even going to try and do his no, accent. No, no, don't. Please don't. Nope. You don't do accents well. We've I established this before. I do one accent. I do a Glasgow accent pretty you, well. I'm doing it now and I'm do. not even trying. Good for you. That's You've been able to do it for a long time and I, I have, respect yeah. you for that. <laughs> so, no, but we are talking about like... We're talking about service stuff. We like capitalism. Well, back to the libertarian well, stuff. Okay, we can we can throw some of this. Yeah, we're fans of capitalism, and like basically, with well, the whole point of this is kind of fun. You know, me kind of if everyone's got these wee things at their job, but like, yeah. right? Sometimes it's it's, good... sometimes it's just stupid, right? Because put it this way: there's some people that if they're there's people that have been rude to me and see when they've mm-hmm. wanted something, they don't get it, man. Yeah, I know. Right? But there's been people who, like, maybe I've delivered their mail for years and they've been really nice. And so this happened a couple of months ago and, like, a woman came out and she was like, I usually get to her later. Mm-hmm. She was like, I've got something special coming. It's a present. Can't you could come up to my house early on? And, and drop get, it off. Yeah, yeah. And I was like, yeah, sure, because she's a nice person. Uh-huh. If she wasn't a nice person, I'd be like, nah, I can't. I'd make up some lie about regulation. I'd be like, no, nah, I have to do this first or some mm. crap like that. Do you yeah. know what I mean? Yeah. But no, but it's, it's the whole thing of you scratch my back, I'll scratch yours kind of thing. Absolutely. If you're a nice person, if because you kind of go is, look, you know. I'm still surprised that there's people mm. that shout at the people who make their food. Because what do you think they're going to do to they're your gonna, food? They're going to grog. In your that means spit. That means spit. In English, yes. Um, they were, they're <laughs> you g- invented the language. Try speaking it. They're actually going to. Uh, they're going to like spit in your food. Like, yeah. I'm I, not. I'm not going to say who, but I've known people who've known people I, who've known people who've I used worked to work in McDonald's. With a butcher, right? And in McDonald's, I yeah, I've heard of people spitting in food. Absolutely, yeah. because people have been like, "Well, this isn't hot enough. This isn't whatever." Yeah, I, I used to work. I used to work in a supermarket at a meat counter and there was a mm-hmm. butcher that worked there. Yeah. And he told me about this old job he had, right? I'm not going to say mm-hmm. his name, obviously. There was a few butchers there, so this keeps it a bit ambiguous. And mm-hmm. this was a long time ago. So You're, you're going to get sued. <laughs> <laughs> so he he said this woman had come up, right? Right. And she'd asked for half a pound of mince, minced beef, basically, right? Mm-hmm. So he would usually put a bag around his hand, uh-huh. right? And then he would, you know, get the mince and weigh it up and then give it to her, right? right? But she came up and she was all snooty to him and she said, I would like half a pound of mince and I would like you to wash your hands first, as if they're not clean anyway because he's constantly washing them because he's handling meat, right? Right. So what he does was, because he doesn't like her tone, he goes in the back and he starts scratching oh, his arse didn't. and his genitals oh. and all the rest of it. Goes to the front of the shop, puts his hand, his bare hand, right in the mince, and then puts it in the bag. Now, so see if she hadn't have even said that, his hand would never have touched the mince. Yeah, so she was a bitch. I'm not she, saying he should have no, exactly done I'm not saying, saying he should have okay. done that, but I'm saying that's what you leave yourself open to when you piss people off. Uh-huh, I know. It's kind of like... 
Yeah. I don't think you should ever be rude to somebody who handles your food. I think you should say really nicely, like, if you have an alert, uh, if you're allergic or if you don't really, really don't like something or something's wrong with your meal, absolutely say, I'm really, you know, sorry, it's, it's just not quite right. And you actually have to just be nice enough. And, but at the same time, you can be assertive. You can be nice and assertive. I've heard a lot of people say the best way to be is, um, confident but polite. Mm-hmm. You know That's I mean? probably a good way to put it. Yeah, I think so. But you know, what has this got to do with libertarianism? I wonder. Nothing. <laughs> Fuck you. No, no. We'll, we'll get there eventually. Maybe. I've got a fun post story. Right. <laughs> so I used to get sent to other offices when I was new. Right. And I get sent to this office and it was a part of the city that I'd never been to in my life. Yeah. Never been there. And I get given like a Google map and just told to follow the, follow the mail. It's the old classic, right? So I walk across this woman's garden, right? And she comes like to the next garden. There's no fence, right? It's just grass. So I walk across. She comes out and starts shouting at me, right? And goes, and she's oh, it's a big tirade of don't walk across my grass and all this kind of stuff, right? And I go, sorry, I, uh-huh. I didn't know. And she went, you do know. I see you do it every single day. And I went, I've never been here before in my life. And she went, I have. I know you. I see you. And I've never ever been there in my it's life. It's proof that she has no idea what her postman <laughs> looks like. He's wearing the same uniform. I was like, what? I, mean, I know. Oh, it's crazy, I've man. actually said hi to people in the street in my regular clothes outside of work. And they just go, who the fuck are you? <laughs> It does happen though, I think, when you work in a job where you have to wear like a uniform. Um, I don't really have any kind of funny stories from my work. Um, Is your work boring? It's, well, it's See, not boring, I just. There was I don't a guy in my work once. I get on with most of the people there. There was a guy in a different office once, let's say that. This is just who, Dan's story um, time. There's somebody. somebody. The office got a phone call from an old lady and she said, mm-hmm. eh, your postman's asleep in my porch. <laughs> and this guy had been out all night like on the drink and stuff. Right. <laughs> and he'd gone to his work. And then, so he'd done is, he'd been out in the drink all night, gone to his work, and he'd be, he'd decided he would take a rest in this woman's porch because he was obviously really was hungover quite, and quite struggling hungover, with it. I would imagine. Totally fell asleep. She tried to wake him up three times and, and, she then, could not. and then phoned the office. <laughs> Unable to rouse him. From his slumber, he no longer. Actually, he's dead now. Oh, the guy! May God. I was going to say he no longer works for Royal Mail. But may God rest his soul. I, I heard he right. died recently. Oh, I'm so sorry. <laughs> My thoughts quite to him and his family. Right, so we need to stop laughing so much. So basically, what I'm saying here really is, um, there's no need to be nasty to lower level staff. Yes, staff. St- like, don't staff. you mean like people who do jobs? That's that's what staff. Well, are. I guess yeah, like lower level. Yeah, I guess like people that staff do staff members. Yeah. Would you not class your job? Well, I suppose it's not. I don't know if you I walk through a, a door st- that says staff only. <laughs> Therefore, I am staff, <laughs> aren't I? But no, but so, are you? But, like, what, but what this is important, right? What this is, right, is we've worked real jobs, right, with the public, with real people, yeah. right? Yeah. So then relate this to politics, right? And I'm sure it's the same in most other countries, but because I'm more familiar with the UK, I'm going to just use our template. Of course. Right? What happens with many MPs, and you can look this up, it's not any big secret. Uh-huh. Most of them study politics at university, right? Yep. And then what they do is they get a job as an advisor to an, an MP who's a member of parliament. Yeah. Then eventually they get thrown to some city that's a safe seat for their party and they become an MP. 
And then boom, the, they do the that. The people that they know are the people that they've uh, just happened to be with, like yeah. around See, they, in the they, in their circles. They do They're that, and they've never not, worked a proper. A lot of them. I mean, there is some. I have, see. Right? I see but proper a lot job of them have as never in worked a re- a, a, politics is not a proper job, right? Politics. Yeah. Well, is, let's face it. Yeah. Who was it? I don't know who it was, but there was someone ages ago. I've heard it on the Freedom Fiends and other stuff. See how I like to get plugs in for things that we're involved with, but like I've heard it in a bunch of places. And it's like, um, what is it? Yeah, it's like, so every vote is a pop, or every old democracy is like a popularity contest for sociopaths. <laughs> That's exactly what it is. It's completely what it is. So I don't really think if you're in politics, you're doing a real job. And I remember I was watching, it was one of these, you know, one of these politics talk shows, one of these daily things, and there was someone trying to defend politicians on it saying, oh well, what you don't understand is when you become a politician, you have to meet all the local people in your constituency, so they really do understand normal people. No, see, sitting in a surgery, as in like, I mean an MP surgery, talking to a bunch of people for like yeah. an hour on a Wednesday, yeah. or whatever it is, right, that's not, that's not living life like with a low paying job as like yeah. a regular person it's not the same thing yeah you know? know and the fact that they try and equate that you know it's like yes i understand the common man i'm getting paid a fucking fortune i know there's been stuff about that recently like and i, I completely understand what you're saying because how can you be expected to um predict what people are going to think about policies that you might come up with in your head how do you <laughs> how do you think that you're going to you can't imagine Unless you are actually in their shoes, you can't. Mm-hmm. You can go, oh, I can only imagine or what maybe it's like to play devil's advocate. I could mm-hmm. say we well, can't imagine what it's like to be them. Well, but they're all, but they work for an inherently violent institution well, that steals that from is, us. That the thing about that is, well, there's a violent institution that steals from us. No, no, of course, of course, government. I, agree with I mean, you. <laughs> just checking that everyone was clear on what I meant. Well, wasn't it in like an episode of South Park, right, when it was like the election for the school mascot, and it was between a giant douche and a turd sandwich, and like it was Stan or something that wasn't yeah. going to vote because he said this that's stupid, and like Randy sat him down and he was like, Stan. Every vote is between a giant douche and a turd sandwich because they're the only people that suck up enough to make it that high up in politics. Do you know what? That actually sums up what I was kind of going for. Like, it, they're all like that. And they're all, like, I was going to say again about how, like, there's no, there's no left and there's no right. If you kind of look at politicians. Oh, yeah. Yeah, yeah they're exactly. It's, I say it all the time, and I know I might sound they're like a broken record, same. but it's so true. They're all the same. They're all signed up. See, when it matters, all the big political parties yeah. in this country and in every other country, like yeah. big things like foreign policy and things like that, see yeah. where it really matters and stuff, they're all pretty much signed up to the same crap. And that's because, like Dan said, I can bring it back to earlier on, mm-hmm. Um, you know, they just basically get out of school, get some kind of internship. Mm-hmm. And just end up working for a political party, hmm. and just end yeah, up just become in, an advisor, in, and then in, in politics. So they live in this bizarre. They live in a bubble. Yeah, yeah, this bizarre political Westminster bubble that mm-hmm. nobody else understands. Yeah, I don't know. get it at no, all. Of course, and and, and they that's think, why they're also uh-huh. and people wonder why they appear weird and disconnected. Yeah, well, that's why. Have you ever seen then, Ed Miliband try and connect with a human oh, being? Oh man, I've talked about it before in the show. I talked about it and they went to Greg's, but I'm not going to do it. I tell can't that do story. it. I can't, I can't talk about this anymore. Again. Yeah, they're too. I mean, the fact is, it's just they're not 
real people. <laughs> I'm sorry, but they're I'm just... sorry, you're not a real human being. No, the, I think that the life that they lead is incredibly odd. They get paid a, quite a lot of money. Yeah, they've got a lot of responsibility, but it's not like it's... They're not they necessary, don't They're not necessary part of the system. They don't. It doesn't have to exist. Do you people, know what I mean? people need their leaflets about blind sales, right? That they don't okay, need so, government. Yeah. <laughs> no, I'm saying that's an example of what I think is bad capitalism. Those stupid door to door things. I don't things. know why people think that's good marketing. I don't Do know they why re- they spend money see, on it. I tell you, the only one that actually I think works: pizza menus. See okay. menus for pizza see if you send me money off. See if you send me money off from um whatever you establishment you want to go to. Mm-hmm. Uh, I could just name we're not, them. No, we're, we're I, not know. sponsored by any, no, so, so fuck them. Fuck, fu- fuck it. I, I love this. I love it when Papa John send me a thing. And well, like, you just said that. I told you. I know. <laughs> we're not sponsored by anyone. No. Now they'll have to. Do you have to get sponsorship? No, I don't. I don't want to. I don't know if I want to be sponsored by Papa John's. My dad told me I shouldn't because. Um, Papa John, the guy that owns it, um, is against trade unions. So my dad said I should boycott him. <laughs> That's a true story. Katie's dad's a lefty. Oh, he's a big lefty. Me and him, but me, me and him can joke about it though. We like him. We like him. He's, he's allowed in the he's house. He's our favourite lefty. He's our favourite lefty. He's the only, uh, he's the only lefty that's allowed in the house. <laughs> that's not true. Like everybody that comes in here is left wing. We we live in Scotland. That's Everybody's left wing, whether they know Republic it or not. Of Scotland. Yes, everyone's left wing, whether they know it or not. Um, no, there's actually there are libertarians here. I'm just kidding. We've actually started to find them. <laughs> oh, we've actually been connecting with a few. It's been really fun. Um, no, I'm saying we've been, we've been digging for years, but we I've, found the cave I've that we've been digging in. I've, I've <laughs> gone off on too many tangents where I don't know what where each tangent begins because, um, regardless of what anybody thinks, I do not write things down as I'm doing this. I think it comes across in my talking because it's incredibly weird and erratic. But um, it's, it's yeah, I guess it's just how I sound actually when I talk. So yeah, I can take it back to what Dan was saying about. The fact it's bad capitalism, I think, putting these uh, do you think we should putting these blinds the dis- leaflets through people's doors. I- I've never done it, and I've never known anybody who's ever fallen for that. Oh look, at, no, look, his hey, he's gone. You know what? I'm, I'm gonna needing, get. I'm, I'm gonna need, treat myself. I'm needing new blinds. I'm glad Aye. this came through. Aye, no. But I think we should give a definition here because we're throwing about bad capitalism. What well, we, okay. we we don't consider what like you know in Europe and America and Canada and all that. I'm not a fan of. We don't consider that to be capitalism. No. You know, it's, well, and what's the, happening right now mean, is not actual true capitalism. We're, we're talking about free market capitalism, yeah. but what is being practiced in all these countries is basically crony capitalism or corporatism yeah. where the government, Monopolies yeah, and, governments have yeah, regulations and, and stuff. And, you know, it's just they bullshit. Pay, they pick winners and losers and all that. Yeah. Just in case anyone gets us wrong. Mm-hmm. But. Mm-hmm. We've been talking about some scary corporations because me and you were thinking about about big pharma, weren't we? We were thinking about big pharma mostly because I work for I ha- I work <laughs> down the trickle line for big pharma. Right at the end, I know I I actually do I do come you out and say their shit. I do shovel the shit to <laughs> the people. Um, now what I do is I'm a pill popper. And, uh, no, I that she, she doesn't stuff. mean that she just takes, like, I don't like take a lot of pills or anything. No, no. Uh, what, what I'm saying is, I am, a, I, know. I am a dispensing assistant. She in went a to college for that? I, yes, I went to a local college to do, to there get my then. certificate. So that's what I do for a living. And, and I pop pills and I put them into boxes and I meet a lot of people, the majority of whom are kind of sick. 
I, well, meet, I, I meet a lot of people, the majority of whom are kind of sick. In a pharmacy? No. Yeah, oh, never. Um, but, you know, I meet all kinds of people and um, I have really, really good interactions with them. Um, but it sort of does, uh, it has made us talk about these things. Like um, in Scotland, obviously, we have a national health service. Mm-hmm. So um, we have government funded health care for, for everyone in the United Kingdom. And what that means is... Um, it's, it's a big money making, uh, opportunity for some big drug companies. Um, oh, I, yeah. I will list a few at the bottom of the show. Cause this is kind of what of we money. mean by crony capitalism, yes. actually. Yeah. Why don't you draw us a link? So I'm going to do this for you. You know, this these, is a um, great way. Actually, I think it's a really good way to illustrate what we mean by crony capitalism. Yeah. Okay. By using so what I'm going to, I'm going to give you a little, tell you a little story. The other day in work, we got a phone call from somebody from one of these, um, it's one of the, the NHS National Health Service smoke free initiatives mm-hmm. is to get people to stop smoking to cost to, um, so the NHS in the future doesn't get, um, all this sort of, all the illnesses that are going to come with all these smokers, the you know? <laughs> yeah, it's going to last. a long time. Yeah, they, like the NHS is going to last another hundred years. So anyway. <laughs> Continue. Um, anyway. There's a lot of uh, money to be made for some drug companies. Mm. So when something comes along, for example, like uh, e-cigs. Mm. Or like vape pens. Vape pens, shisha yeah. pens, whatever you want to call them. Basically yeah. what I use. Uh-huh. Um, so when it, when something like that comes on the market that is an alternative mm-hmm. to uh, tobacco, which is going to uh, really put those big tobacco companies uh, in a lot of trouble. And also um, the people that make these nicotine replacement therapy, there's a huge, there's a lot of business um, to be made in making people feel really, really, really bad and dirty for having these habits. Um, like we're, we're like, thinking about things like nicotine and ni- these kind nicotine. of gums and things like that, you know, because these kind of gums find, and patches. Yes, because you'll find when someone comes into the pharmacy and they want to sign up for um, the smoke-free service where they can get patches from the NHS for free mm-hmm. um, for a 10-week program to stop smoking, when people actually come in for that, um, it's always the exact same brand and it's nicotine. Mm-hmm. And it's, it's, it's called something else in the US and I will link it up at the bottom of the got show. Like a deal going no, on? They do have a deal going on because I tell I you this. The gun a bit? Yeah, you're jumping, you're going, you're, you're, you're a chapter ahead. Okay. I'm just saying. Um, so when anybody signs <laughs> up, the, uh, the, the product that we have to use is these nicotine patches. Mm-hmm. Which by the way are not cheap to buy from the company. Mm-hmm. And who's the company that owns nicotine? It's GlaxoSmith and Klein. I can't really say it properly. Glasgow Smith Klein. Glasgow Smith Klein. Glasgow Smith Klein, whatever the fuck they're called, right? I don't want to focus too much time on this. Um it's it's owned by them. It's gonna be the rest of the show. That's what they they own nicotine, the brand nicotine, amongst many others. Um and so they have a lot of money invested in this idea that um no you shouldn't smoke cigarettes so you should uh use these products and these are the ones that the government says yes you should use mm-hmm. those evil shisha pens or vape pens or e-cigarettes whatever oh, you want to call untested. them they're untested they're unregulated and they're going to fucking kill you fucking anarchy we don't know what, what, that is, what we don't know what that's going to do to your body in 50 what years what that's going to do to our kids the cheesecake you ate an hour ago, by the way, is is not going to be a treat in the future. But they don't really focus too much on that. But yet. then that's the, that that's the next one. No, isn't this interesting, right? So we assume because it's always nicotine. And I've actually passed oh, a lot is. of pharmacies, and yeah. I've noticed that their stop smoking initiative with the National always. Health Service is always linked to like nicotine, nicotine. right? So 
what's come about recently. They're now talking about banning e-cigarettes yeah. on well, hospital actually, grounds. Well, actually, this has been going on for a long... Well, the, the, the whole... But, but they've been... That's hospital go- grounds is the new one, but they've been talking about banning this for a long time. Mm-hmm. But can I just say... The, the ingredients of uh, what's in these oils, mm-hmm. if you actually research you what's in your one. oils, you need to get good ones. You can't just walk into any shop. Don't, don't like trust anything. Find, do a little bit of research before you do this. Get a good one. You wanted to plug a good one in well, Glasgow, no, didn't you? No, do you know what? I, I really like this place. Um, it's called the Vaping Caterpillar. And, um, I'm going to need to, I'm going to link it up at the bottom of the show because I really like it. And I go in, the guy's really, really friendly. He always is quite chatty and he's offering information, advice. Um, he, he allows you to like test things out. He even says if you bring in stuff, he'll make you one. Based yeah. On like, that. like so he said, like, tell me what flavor you want. What do you want this flavor? Bring me like a thing of flavor. I'll make it for you. He's amazing. really cool. He's really the Willy cool. Wonka of the vaping in Glasgow, <laughs> I believe. So, and he's really, really cool. Um, Does so that's why I go. <laughs> He has a lot of short people living in the back. Um, No, no, I want, let me finish, let me finish the thought. (laughs) So anyway, I go to this person and I give him my business because I like what he's doing. I think he's being a good capitalist. I think he's offering people what they want. He's seeing a total big market right now and he's making a living that way and it's great. He's not using government regulation. Yeah. And you know what? I know he's under it in some way, but I mean, like, he's not lobbying the government to get what he is. Yeah, exactly. And can I just say, as well, you're right. There's no real kind of. I, I, I'm going to need to really look this up because the whole thing about testing the product. Look, I'm an adult. I smoking's not good for me. I, I'm kind of aware of that. It, it's damaging to the body. You know, um, the jury is out about all the secondhand smoke sh- bullshit, and I don't really care. Um, all I, I think all Penn I think and is Teller did something on that. Penn and Teller did talk about bullshit, but, but I, I want to just ago, I want to so finish. Really but continue. I'm just making a no tangent rule for the next like just okay, the next no minute. Rule. Indulge me. Uh, so I'm just saying that I, I'll go play with my toys in the corner. <laughs> I'll keep the headphones. I like on. I like going to this person because he's a good capitalist. I want to give him my business, and I, that to me is capitalism. And in a free market, that's how it would work. Um, and I just don't like this sort of thing where the, the nicotine, so Gla- Glas- GlaxoSmithKline <laughs> is, um, set to lose a lot of money. It's set to lose probably a lot of money because less people, uh, less pharmacies are ordering these products because less people are going on these stop smoking initiatives because more people are realizing that vaping is cool and more people are getting on that. And the tobacco companies are losing a lot of money because a lot of people have realized this. So what happens? The government comes in because they're in cahoots with these people and they have lobbyists and things. And, you know, where do you think the money comes from for all these campaigns? So what I'm saying is don't trust it. Don't take it as gospel when, the, new- have- when the newspaper comes out and says, you know, oh, e-cigs are terrible for you because we don't know what they do. Don't just gobble it up. Actually go into it and realize who sets the benefit from these from these stories. Our evidence is all kind of, for these deals, is all kind of circumstantial, but it just seems awfully fishy, so we're not saying we know for definite there's no, some deal. But I am it, wearing a tinfoil hat right yeah, now, I'm totally aware of that. But it all seems a little too convenient, you uh-huh. know, it all seems, when you when you take it just, back to just, the fact that... Just it, when you think there's something to 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 cure this horrible thing of nicotine yeah, withdrawal... But yeah, and what I'm thinking is, see when you put it, away. when the NHS, when the, so, so when the National Health Service do their stop smoking program, mm-hmm. it's always nicotine they put you on. Yep. And then all of a sudden they're saying, maybe we should ban e-cigarettes and they're talking about banning them in NHS grounds. It all looks a little bit fishy. Mm-hmm. And it all looks like government, again, 
with their friends, the lobbyists scratch you, you know, you scratch comes, my back, yeah. my back, I'll exactly. scratch Exactly, it all comes down, and by the way, and for anybody who's thinking, politics is. if anybody's thinking but they're looking out for our health, it all comes down to do- to dollars and pounds or whatever you want to call it, it all comes down to money. Mm. That's that's what it comes down to, and it's, it's, it's sort of a fact that a lot of people don't really take on board. This all comes down to money. Yeah, exactly. They want to make money, and they're going to lose money if people are on the e-cigs. And that's the thing. If we had an actual free market, a proper mm-hmm. free market, then we wouldn't. this wouldn't be an issue. Anywhere could, you know, you could start. I mean, once they're banned, I think they're going to start shutting down these shops that have all sprung up because a lot well, of them have sprung up. There's supposed to be a town. Oh, God, it's like a city or something. I think it's mm-hmm. in England that's supposed to introduce a ban on legal highs. Yes, so they're going to shut but down. But like, it doesn't really make any sense because these so-called legal highs, all the, I mean. They're horrible because they're. A lot of them are like plant salts yeah, and like bath salts and stuff, and stuff like that and plant food and shit like that. I just it's, think. It's weird. But like, what the thing is, see what they do is. Mm-hmm. They just alter the chemical compound. I mean, you know, that's like, so they say, so this particular compound is now outlawed Mm. and you go, fine, we'll alter it so it's now this compound. But people like hear legal and think, yeah, it's good for me, but like. It's like people hear open source and think there's no viruses or anything in it. Yeah, it's like. It's the same thing. People hear legal and they go, legal? That can't kill me. Nothing legal could kill me. I can't die of alcohol poisoning. Yeah, exactly. (laughs) And it's like, and then you're like, before you know it, you're shoving bleach powder up your nose in a bad club. God. How did we get to this (laughs) bad club? How did we get here? No, um, no, this whole thing about legal highs, some of the stuff is disgusting and it's really bad because the whole thing about legality, the the legality of plants and chemicals and stuff is really none of government's business. Um, Nothing is if any it kills of government's you, business. It, yeah, you shouldn't. Be, I mean, really, if you're going to shove something up your nose, you should really know about it. You should do your research on it. See, now, I don't want to go through on this because I feel like we, me and you, we, we've, we've done decriminalization about, yeah, a we've lot. Done it. We've and done it. our basic position is, look, if you let companies make drugs, decriminalize all drugs, then mm-hmm. not only will you have better drugs, mm-hmm. The, well, let's start here. They'll be cheaper, right? Walter, Walter Block and defending the undefendable yep. proved that heroin could be manufactured much cheaper if there wasn't all the overheads of like paying off police and having drug mules and all the risk and all the, all the rest of it. Yeah. If none of that happened, heroin would be a lot cheaper. Basically, black so markets people, just create the crime there, element. Yeah, there would be less crime because it wouldn't be as expensive to buy. Go read the book. It's good. Yeah. So there's that. There, now there's the safety thing because now drugs are cut with whatever. You can't trace it back. You can't go to the yeah. citizen's advice bureau. And go, bureau. someone sold me some bad, bad eckies dr- the other day, you know. Yeah, that's you, ecstasy. Yeah. Sorry, <laughs> we'll, yeah. just, we'll just explain this line as we go. People yes, will get yes. it. Um, You'll get it. Can't do that. But can you imagine if you, and I've wrote this in articles and I've said it on the show and I'll say it again because it's fucking true. Can you imagine if you ran a company that sold ecstasy that killed a bunch of people? Not only would you be arrested. Mm-hmm. Immediately. Yeah. Yep. Yeah, they'd be. I mean, you'd be lucky to get out of your your company would go out of business straight away. Yeah, you'd be lucky to get out of your office without getting lynched. No, I know. So you know. So that's how. So yeah. So like, this is why this whole thing, and it's it's just a logical fallacy. It's a slippery slope argument to say that 
oh, if we legalise all drugs, then tomorrow everyone and their granny and their dog will be lying with needles hanging out of their arms. It and doesn't that work I mean, that way. Bullshit. I wouldn't do heroin now. Because it's stupid yeah, to do and heroin. Yeah, if it's legal, I'm still not going to do it. It doesn't make you feel very good. I don't know if you've heard that, but, you know, heroin is, it, it makes you feel good well, for like... it does make you feel good oh, for no, a while. it makes you feel fucking brilliant for like five minutes, I hear, and then, well, you know. <laughs> and then, anyway, can I just say that ties back to my work? I see the aftermath of that a lot. Mm-hmm. Um, and the NHS has a lot to gain from the drug, the war on drugs, so... Yeah. So I wanted just to summarize that. Yes. Let's, let's summarize this mad tangent fest. Yes. <laughs> right. So. Dan, may I interject? You may. Okay. Only cause it's you. I started, thank you. <laughs> I started telling a story earlier about how this whole thing came about with how, how we started talking about e, e-cigs or yeah, uh, um, vape pens. Yeah. We got a phone call in my work from someone from one of these smoke free initiatives. And basically it was saying to us, um, do not promote these vape pens e-cigs mm-hmm. because they are untested and the NHS doesn't really have a, a doesn't actually have a, an opinion on them right now mm-hmm. uh, but they are going to be banned soon so yeah. um, we're not recommending them to people instead use the to toe the usual sort of Part use of the, the use the patches oh. so i just wanted to say that because that was kind of relevant and i think we went off on a tangent because this is Tangent Fest 2015. <laughs> Welcome to Tangent Fest. No, I worked briefly, briefly with this guy, right? Mm-hmm. And, um, he kind of, we were spending a lot of time just me and him in the office together, right? Yeah. So he, like, was it really intimate and stuff? No, 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 it's really just cute? that, like, Did no, you? it's just that I think he was sort of like, he'd sort of, he'd heard that I do a podcast and I was a libertarian and Aww. stuff, like, he'd heard, and he kind of asked me a little bit about it, and I just kind of mentioned, I said, yeah, we always do a podcast, that kind of thing. It didn't really go into it. And then, um, it was like a few days later, and I had to go into the office, and he's sitting there, so I this go into the office. This is a fucking funny story. I still work, yeah, for, I, I, I I still work for Royal Mail at this time, by the way, this is when I was doing some in-office work. Um, so yeah. I go in the office just to, um, you know, putting in some codes, tracking numbers and things like that. And he goes, so, well, he didn't, he, right. He, he doesn't talk like he that. He doesn't talk like this, right. So I'm just going to do it like this so that it's unrecognizable so that nobody knows who I'm talking about. But okay. he was like, so Iron Rand, hmm, Iron Why? Rand was a libertarian. And I'm like, well, yes, supposedly, well, yeah. I guess. <laughs> And then he used this as a way in, right? Which was kind of weird. But what was actually really cool about this was he made a really good point because I was trying, I was explaining to him like my theory about how taxation is theft and things like this. And he said, Oh, so what you're saying is it's like, for example, the government taking your money for welfare is like a charity saying to you, we're going to take 50 pounds out of your bank account. We're just going to take it, but it's yeah. okay because it's going to a good cause. Well, the so RSPC, that's fine. We're in, just going to take it. In that case, then maybe one of these, like, you know, kids, you know, what, one of these cancer charities, mm-hmm. let's just say Marie Curie, imagine mm-hmm. Marie Curie just put went money to your, your bank account, account without you giving it to them and took 50 quid and went, I'm going to take it, but it's okay. It's going to a good cause. It's all right. <laughs> it's going to go help. It's not going to fund war. It's but fine. See, that's a it's good, going that's to a, help these poor, poor people that need to use food. It's, it's a okay. good way to put it. It's a great way to put it. You know, and actually, yeah, you know, so I think he got it on that level. Yeah. You know, I do, I do, I think he got it. Spot on. He was quite a statist for reasons that I won't mention because it would reveal his identity, but. There's a lot of statist people done. But But it's just funny that you must have just gone like, you must have gone like this guy, because, okay, for people who don't know me, 
you'll attest to this. See, when I don't like someone, I make it abundantly clear that I don't oh, like them. See, this whole libertarian idea of shunning people, I take that just to every aspect. I just won't talk to yeah. people when they annoy me. Oh, it's like incredibly them. awkward. Yeah, it's terrible. I'm oh, it's really ignore, bad. I'm really bad for it. It's just, it's because it's of It's probably the gripe of most know, of our arguments. Do you know what it is, though? It's because of this, right? It's because, see, if I react to them, we should save this because we're going to do a show about this, but like, see if we... We can go into it a, little, can, a little yeah, bit. Go into, just, see, just a taste. See if I start reacting, then I'll yeah. go off my head. Now, I've gone off my head at times before oh, yeah, you know, I lost my temper. I've watched it. You know, and see if I do that kind of thing, then I'll just get too angry and I'll start shouting and swearing. And like, if you're in like a work situation... And you start shouting and swearing at someone, then you're just going to get yourself into trouble. You know what I mean? I'm not. I'm never physically violent. No, I'd like to make that clear. Well, it would only be defensive violence, but like, obviously, yeah, any p man, right? But like, non-aggression principle. Explaining. Yes. Explaining as we go, but that's the thing. So, like, I take that shunning thing to an extreme level. Yes. I do because I've watched it. Yeah. Oh, it's the most awkward thing in the world. Sometimes I can't wait is. for other people to see it. I know it's quite terrible, <laughs> isn't it? Just because I just no, totally blank like, people. But anyway, so but that, that, but that's but your but way. That, of, but that, that, sorry, what I was saying. That's that. That's your way of doing it, though. Yeah. yeah. And and that's the thing. It's so it's because this guy was obviously I wasn't actively shunning him, but like I was kind of shunning him. Like I was kind of giving him half one. Like see when he would try and say something, I'd give him a one word answer and I was making it for certain reasons he annoyed me and I was making it very clear that I didn't like him and it's so funny that he must have like gone home and gone, right, this is awkward every day because I don't care that it's awkward. Like that bothers like see, That is not a problem See to for you. some people it's intolerable, but see oh, for yeah. me it's not intolerable at all. Yeah. I don't care man. I don't care that it's awkward. It's not awkward for me. Couldn't right. give a fuck. Yeah. But he's obviously gone home and gone, this is gift. This is really If you're getting. listening, I do yeah. apologize. I don't <laughs> know why I keep apologizing. Gone, this is really getting to me. I've got to figure out how to talk to this guy. So he's like Googled libertarian and then like Iron Rand's come up and he's gone, he must love her. I figured this out. It's he the English, he was no. Scottish a minute ago. And I know, now I'm, he's just, I'm doing different voices so it's ambiguous. Mm, I can't wait to hear the next one. No, like, <laughs> but for, for me though, but, I've got but can I just say, there's a bit, there's a little thing about sort of gender roles here though, because in a man's Explain. workplace, in a man's workplace, mm-hmm. I believe that that whole shunning thing mm-hmm. is fine mm-hmm. and oh, totally like, tolerable. I said to you, like, I get told, I, I tell people you to get, fuck off yeah. and get told to fuck off a lot of days, but you said in your work, that's no, not something that I happens live in at a, all. I, I live, I live <laughs> in a female commune. No, I, I work. I visit dad to podcast occasionally. I work in a female workplace, so it's like we all happen to be female in female that shop. dominated workplace. Yeah. yeah. So um, for us, it's all quite nice and it's all quite pleasant, but mm-hmm. it, it sort of needs to be though. You mm-hmm. can't really follow it with people because mm-hmm. then that, that will lead to disciplinary Fester. things. Aye. So you can't be, I can't be a bitch. I remember two guys fighting in my but, work. But, but can I just say yeah, yeah, about gender roles? I'm enjoying um, this. Really the whole, show. the whole thing about this is, um, well, the whole point I wanted to make about it is like in a man's workplace, that's much more socially acceptable that you get, you know, oh, fuck off, man. That kind of attitude and things. I mean, I'll be that way with my friends. Um, but in a workplace, even, even managers, I've seen male, man- male managers, grown up men will participate in this whole sort of, ah, f- fuck you kind of thing. Mm-hmm. Um, I've seen it happen. Um, yeah. but for women, it's much more, it's not appreciated by other women very well, commonly. <laughs> it's different. It's, it's just, a bit different. It's like, different, it's like it? you kind of, if 
the littlest things, you know? And I don't know if that's just because of the people that I've had an ex- I've, that I've experienced this with maybe I I, are just I those kind it, of, do you think it's a gender thing or no, do you think it's a people well, thing? Right. See, I, I worked in like originally, um, I worked about five years in a very, very mixed environment. I love and how you look at me when you're saying this as if I've not been around <laughs> the last, um, well, you know, what I mean, you know, the last 15 years. <laughs> now I worked in a very mixed environment and then I started working in male dominated ones. And I found male-dominated ones were more harsh, mm-hmm. you know, definitely more harsh. Um, I mean, I wouldn't say there's any doubt about it, actually, because, like, you know, there's a lot of, like... But it's just how... It's, it's just a whole different... <clears throat> it's a whole different way of sort of interacting with each other, isn't it? You know, like... Do you think to, for example, to be like, around members of your own sex is... is well, I guess it is. Well, well for it's, some... It's, it's actually, even, I don't no, know. No, it's not even just that. I'm sure there's many, like... Why am I externalizing all of my thoughts? <laughs> I'm unsure. No, basically, it could we'll, be because we'll cut, we're doing a show. We'll cut a lot of this out. I think we should just record a lot of material and just keep the best stuff in. Be funny if we kept that in. Yeah. Yeah. It would be funny. Okay, go. Right, but no. So, I kind of prefer the male-dominated workplace because I find it less bitchy. Okay. Although I was in one male workplace that was oddly bitchy at one time, which was kind of strange. But like, the, I remember that. Yeah, but yeah. like... See, like the work I'm in just now, we can't have an everyone in the work Christmas night out because yeah. people would kill each other. Uh-huh. Like seriously, like that's yeah. it. my work is weird and fragmented, and um, people are kind of like there's be sort of cliques of people. Yeah, but I think that that's maybe human nature. Yeah, I mean, if you think about it, the people well, I worked with the people that you work with are just like the people you went to school with, except when you work with them, you're expected to get on with them. <laughs> that's basically what it yeah. is. But, well, I mean, do you I remember that? That cliques. reminds me of like, okay, so the office, right? Um, now I'm talking about the UK office, the original one with Ricky Gervais oh, in it. Classic. Now, we'll do you remember towards the end when Tim? Spoiler and, alert! Spoiler came alert. out in 2000 and fucking one or something. You should have really have seen it by now. So, so it's your, you. your own and, fault. And do you know what? I'll throw in a quote from the American office afterwards, just for our a US treat. fans. But the one in the British office our fans, was basically Tim. Our five fans. Tim, who is what's that guy's name? Is it Martin? He's a something? hobbit. Yeah, he's Martin Freeman. Yeah, he's quite famous now. <gasps> he's, he's called Freeman. Yeah. That's funny. <laughs> but yeah, so so he's Tim, and he falls in love with the receptionist Don. who's called Don. And there's this kind of thing, and I'm paraphrasing at the end, but he gives us. He's, he's just sitting talking to camera because you know it's oh, like it's a beautiful. documentary, and yeah, he's just nice. like he's just like you see these people more than you see your friends and family talking about oh, work yeah. colleagues yeah. and he's like and a lot of the time the only thing you have in common is that you tread the same floorboards for eight hours a day or something yeah like that. as them you know and then he says well to find some it's something like this but to paraphrasing obviously but yes. to find like love basically in that situation or even a friendship find. even and like, then i said i was going to get one from the american office and i'll throw that in oh, there's actually nice. for me the american office i actually liked it Right, oh, I didn't. I, did. I didn't but think. I didn't it was think a completely different show, though. There are characters in the American Office that are not comparable to characters in the British. Version. I love it when you start defending something that you love because you get really yeah, animated. Yeah, they're not comparable at no, all. No. But at the end of the American Office, it got a bit too sort of everyone works out perfect for everything works out perfect for everyone. I for believe me, somebody you know? in my work like said it got like, uh, it got a little bit too twee. Yeah. I think she said it was a little yeah. bit too cutesy. Yeah, I know what you mean. Like everything worked out great for everyone. Yeah. Although there is a bit where Andy, who is played by what's that guy's mm. name? That guy's name in the Hangover. You know yeah, that, that one. Guy. 
plays the, Andy. The, the other one. Yeah, he plays, him. A, he plays Andy. Ed Helms. Aye. Um, where he says, I wish there was a way to know that you're in the good old days when you're actually in them. That's like a, that's a Facebook meme but, that is on my sister's Facebook. Is it but, actually, that, but that is but beautiful. That's true. Is no, it, it's not, not actually no, a Facebook No, no, meme. I'm just saying it, it could be like, that's, that's like a, that's one of those memes you see with a, with girls in a sunset and they're all being girly and it says just girly things. I wish are you, you now calling me a big girl? You are a massive, massive woman. Thank you. No, wait, that's me. Oh, hold on. <laughs> right. No, I'm just saying, no, it, it's, that's nice though, you know. But you should, that's, but that's a good lesson about being living in the now, you know. But anyway, no, we were talking about things like, um. No, but this is, this is all the same thing, because we're still talking about workplace. Gender rules. Well, we're, we're talking, talking about gender about, roles in the yeah. workplace, kind of like. And just so people know, in case people think this is completely incoherent, hmm. we're going back to workplaces because we're talking about workplaces as a whole. We're talking about how, unlike politicians, Whoopsie. we have actually had real jobs. Yes. And we're describing what they're like. Yes, and that's how we can <laughs> tie it back to what we were talking jobs. about. Some people do, mm-hmm. um, because we're talking about how pol- basically po- being in politics. I don't think I would agree with you. I don't think it's. We were kind of talking about it earlier, and I was kind of undecided. But I think the whole point of it is, if you're in politics, you're not really doing any real work. Mm-hmm. Your work has been sort of invented to exist, and for it, I think it's a sociopathic and psychopathic thing to want to get into. And I think that it is just completely a bizarre thing to want to do. I don't, well, I don't do you agree know what's with funny? that. Funny, like, you know, like in a recent show, um. So it's not a real job. <laughs> I just want to finish the thought. Sometimes I finish it in my mind and then realize I haven't said and it. And I must come across it. like quite a bit. It reminds me of Hunter Thompson when, like, in Fear Loathing Las Vegas when he said, did I? Did I think that or did I say it? Ah. Like, can they hear me? <laughs> <laughs> I hope people can hear me. That's kind of the point of this show, actually. Um, so, um, we're actually going to watch that film later. I've decided Fear, Fear, Fear and Loathing in Las Vegas, um, with, like with, Thompson, with Johnny Depp was probably, Johnny Depp, I think, did it best. He played him brilliantly. But I don't want to go too much into Hunter because I feel like that I feel could like be that's a, whole a show, show itself. Its yeah. Yeah. Now, and that's the interesting thing, because in our recent show with Sean Gabb, um, our very most recent interview with him, <laughs> his third appearance on the show, yeah. um, we were talking about classical liberalism and stuff, and we were talking about banning things, you know, because me and you were yeah. just talking about that, and it's so interesting, because he, he, he traces it right back, because we were talking about classical, classical liberalism. Li- the classical liberal movement. So he's talking movement. about the liberal part, so the liberal party. Mm-hmm. Of like the 1800s in Britain, um, and he talks they actually about, implemented a lot of those things. Yeah, and then it's so interesting because so classical liberalism is which basic, was meant to like liberate the the people. Well, basically, what classical liberalism is is mm. you could call libertarianism neoclassical liberalism. The, it's the same the set new, of ideas, yeah, a yeah. sort of low taxes, except libertarianism has a sort of um, anarchist contingent. That classical yeah. liberalism didn't have. It didn't exist but it's at got that this, time. like, anarchist contingent, but it was a really interesting conversation we had with him. And it's fascinating because it shows that even then in the 1800s, that's when th- there was things starting to be passed that restricted certain things, yeah. you know. And then I didn't really realize there was a difference because now the word liberal has been corrupted. I mean, it, it's important because You've got classical liberal, right? Which now is more closely, would be more close to libertarian 
Mm-hmm. Right, but then we saw the Liberal Party of the 1800s when it moved into the 1900s becoming more social liberal. So yeah. that's more what we'd recognise as liberal today, today, like sort of supporters of a welfare state and things yeah, like, like that. So it shows for you the how good and stuff. Yeah, it was like yeah. liberalism at one point, and there was liberal ideas. I mean, Sean even traced. He said he could trace them back to like um, ancient Greece and stuff like that. Liberal mm-hmm. ideas. And what was interesting, you should really listen to this show. I know I'm hammering it hard, but it was really good. He actually showed how through like. Fo- like folk and fairy tales. He wasn't talking to me there, by the way. He was talking to you, the listener. The listener, yeah. Like folk and fairy, because you were there. Um, like folk and he showed how in Western Europe and folk and fairy tales there is this whole thing of like even the idea of selling your soul to the devil. That's what he was saying. He was saying like it and, implies and, that you own it. Yeah, that you own your own property. You own like, yourself. Yeah, yes. Yeah, exactly. That you own your body, which is the basis of sort of the property whole rights. Yeah, libertarian like, sort of. Yeah, because if you take property yeah. rights, you know, you read Murray Rothbard and stuff. And by the way, can I just say it's so you funny made, how this is half your how, show. See how you see stuff about like, oh, this guy's an enemy of the state or whatever, right? But yeah. then you see these great. Pictures of Murray Rothbard with his wee bow tie and stuff. He just, an enemy he just of looked the like state. a cute little dude. Do you know what I mean? <laughs> but like he's more of an enemy of the state than a lot of people because the fact is, there might be some terrorists who were alive who were considered enemies enemies of the state or whatever in their time. Murray Rothbard's ideas live on. They can't stop his ideas. They're, They're too wide. The They're government all over the from beyond the <laughs> grave. But yeah, Murray Rothbard is still sticking it to the state. From beyond the grave. You and can we quote us you on for that. that, sir. <laughs> we do, because we do. that was fucking cool. That but is cool. what was I saying just before that? Because well, we're got... talking about the whole idea of owning yourself. Yeah. And I, so basically, because what Sean Gab was saying, and you can listen to this whole thing, but what he was saying, which fascinated me, is he said that he was in classes with like, um, people from sort of like Asia and stuff, uh-huh. um, in different parts of the world. And, he said, do you have like sort of, you know, fairy stories about, for example, fables. Someone, fables and stuff like selling your soul to the devil, things like this, but different, you know, Maybe themes on that. And, and he that, said yeah. they were kind of like, no, not, it was kind of a weird concept to them, but yeah. for us, it's not at all. Yeah. And he talked about a few, I won't ruin the other story. The other story he tells is funny, you know, the story about the, Old man and his father, but I wouldn't ruin that one. No, listen no, no. to the show. You it's should funny. listen to the but show. Basically, the great. point he's making is that and it's funny because we talked in this show before, see, we did the black metal show in that number 22, I believe, still lingers yeah. in the northern sky. Yeah. When we did that, we were talking about sort of like, like how there is a sort of European identity, like a folk identity, and not in a racist way. Do you know what I mean? There's just oh, like people that, you know, there's just little groups sort of maybe smaller. Yeah. Cause we were talking about like, the Christianization of, of Europe and we were uh-huh. talking about like the Celts and like, the different kind of like you know these the Vikings of people, and the Goths yeah. and all these kinds of things. Um, people do tend to kind of collectivize that way. They tend uh, to sort yeah. of hang hang around with their own kinds of people but, that are but what I mean like is, them and think like them. But what I mean is like it's interesting how like so in this part of the world we particularly have these fairy stories mm-hmm. which are like basically filled with liberal ideas, but liberal in the classical liberal or yeah. libertarian sense. Yeah. But in a lot of other places, they don't have that. Hansel and Gretel is a perfect example of bad parenting. <laughs> you do not let your children go into the fucking forest where there is a crazy witch who wants who has a, a gingerbread house, house who lives. Who by the, the way, fuck, what does she do when it rains, man? Did they, were they were they orphans? I don't think that the author of that fable took that into consideration. But I think that that's the thing. That's a fable of keep an eye on your kids. 
There's also the fable of the boy who cried wolf, which is a fable of don't um, tell lies, don't lie to people. Because one day, classic. one day you'll you'll be in actual trouble, and like nobody will come the, and help you. So some of the, like so we can go way further back, and we can see that there's these Celtic fairy tales, and you know, mm-hmm. like sort of Celtic stories and stuff. And some yeah. of them are really, really creepy. They're quite creepy, actually. But some of them have this weird sort of rhythm that you can tell. It's, it's a, quite, it's quite jaunty. Like quite happy. Yeah, it's a cool rhythm, but like it's when like, the Cure did jaunty tunes with depressing lyrics. Yeah, but it's fundamentally yeah. creepy. So, I'm I'm just going to read this. Okay. Yeah. So, are you sitting comfortably? I am indeed, sir. Then I'll begin. All right. It's called miniature and miniature. There once lived a miniature and a miniature a long time ago, and it is a long time since it was. And if they were alive now, they would not be alive then. They went out together to pick raspberries, and as many as Miniature used to pick, Manichar used to eat. Miniature said he must go look for a rod to make a gad to hang Manichar, who ate his raspberries, everyone. And he came to the rod. Well, let's pause for a second here, right? So basically, no, I mean, basically what he's done is he's picked raspberries and his mate Eat them all. So he's going to kill him. What a dick. He's going to hang him, right? So let me go on, right? So he comes to the rod, okay? Okay. What news the day, said the rod. It is my own news I'm seeking. Going looking for a rod. A rod to make a gad. A gad to hang Manachar, who ate my raspberries. Every one. You will not get me, said the rod, until you get an axe to cut me. He came to the axe. What news today, said the axe. It is my own news I'm, I'm seeking. Going looking after an axe, an axe to cut a rod, a rod to make a gad, a gad to hang Manachar, who ate my raspberries, every one. You will not get me, said the axe, until you get a flag to edge me. So he came to the flag. What news today, says the flag. It is my own news I'm seeking, going looking for a flag, flag to edge axe, axe to cut a rod, a rod to make a gad, a gad to hang Manachar, who ate my raspberries, every one. You will not get me, said the flag, till you get water to wet me. He came to the water. What news today, says the water. It is my own news that I'm seeking, going looking for water, water to wet flag, flag to wet axe, axe to cut a rod, a rod to make a gad, a gad to hang manager, who ate my raspberries, every one. You will not get me, said the water, until you get a deer who will swim me. He came to the deer. What news today, says the deer. It is my own news I'm seeking. Going looking for a deer, deer to swim water, water to wet flag, flag to edge axe, axe to cut a rod, a rod to make a gad, a gad to hang manachar, who ate my raspberries, every one. You will not get me, says the deer, until you get a hound who will hunt me. So he came to the hound. What news today, says the hound. It's my own news I'm seeking. Going looking for a hound, hound to cut deer, Deer to swim water, water to wet flag, flag to edge axe, axe to cut a rod and a rod to make a gad, a gad to hang manager who ate my raspberries. Everyone! You will not get me, said the hound, until you get a bit of butter to put in my claw. He came to the butter. What news today, says the butter. It is my own news I'm seeking, going looking for butter. Butter to go in claw of hound, hound to hunt deer, deer to swim water, water to wet flag, flag to edge axe, axe to cut a rod, a rod to make a gad, a gad to hang manager, who ate my raspberries. Every one! The dick! You will not get me, says the butter, until you get a cat who shall scrape me. 
So he came to the kit. What news today, says the kit? It's my own news I'm seeking. Going looking for a cat. Cat to scrape butter. Butter to go and claw of hound. Hound to hunt deer. Deer to swim water. Water to wet flag. Flag to a jacks. Axe to cut a rod. A rod to make a gad. Gad to hang manachar. Who ate my raspberries? Every one. Every fucking one, man. Every time. You will not get me, said the cat. Until you will get milk, which you will give me. So he came to the cow. Ooh. What news today, said the cow. <laughs> That's my cow voice. That's your cow voice. It's my own news that I'm seeking. Going looking for a cow. Cow to give me milk. Milk I will give to the cat. Cat to scrape butter. Butter to go and claw of hound. Uh-huh, hound yep. to hunt deer. Yep. Deer to swim water. Naturally. Water to wet flag. Flag to edge axe. Axe to cut a rod. A rod to make a gad. A gad That's to hang manager. Who ate it my raspberries. Every one. Jeez, oh. You will not get any milk from me, said the cow, until you bring me a wisp of straw. This is from fucking long, Dan. Those threshers yonder. Yeah. He came to the threshers. Ah, yes, threshers. What news today, said the threshers. Mm-hmm. It's my own news that I'm seeking. Going looking for a wisp of straw from you to give to the cow. The cow to give me milk. Milk I will give to the cat. Cat to scrape butter. Ah. Butter to go and claw of hound. Hound to hunt deer. Deer to swim water. Water to wet flag. Flag to wedge axe. Axe to cut a rod. A rod to make a gad. A gad to hang manager. Who ate my raspberries? Every one. Mm-hmm. You will not get a wisp from us, said the threshers, until you bring us the makings of a cake from the miller over there yonder. See, this is just fucking crazy. Like, this has like, just descended to madness, just, but we're, we're kind nuts, of, but we're, we're, we're so committed now. In. We've only got like another paragraph, but let's so that's fine. There's people that are getting really on the edge of their seats now. I because think of my a lot of maybe have turned off, but I'm enjoying <laughs> myself, so I'm just going to let you go with it. Okay, so, so you won't get straw until he brings us the making of the cake from the miller over yonder. Yes, He yonder. came to the miller. Ah, what yeah. news today, said the miller? It's my own news I'm seeking. Going looking for the makings of a cake, which I will give to the threshers. The threshers to give me a wisp of straw. The wisp of straw I will give to the cow. The cow to give me milk. Milk I will give to the cat, cat to scrape butter, butter to go and claw of hound, hound to hunt deer, deer to swim water, water to wet flag, flag to, flag to edge axe, axe to cut a rod, a rod to make a gad, a gad to hang manachar, who ate my raspberries, every one. You will not get any makings of a cake from me, said the miller, till you bring me the full of what's, <laughs> of that sieve of water from the river over there. Ah. So, that sieve of right? A sieve of water? Yep. So he took the sieve in his hand and went over to the river. But as often as ever he would stoop and fill it with water, the moment he raised it, the water would run out of it again. Oh, it's like and a sure, sieve. if he had been there from that day till this, he could never have filled it. A crow went flying by him over his head. Dob, dob, said the crow. My crow blessings voice? on you then, said Manachar. But it's good advice you have. And he took the red clay and the daub that was by the brink and he rubbed it to the bottom of the sieve until all the holes were filled. And then the sieve held the water and he brought the water to the miller. The miller gave him the makings of a cake and he gave the makings of the cake to the threshers and the threshers gave him a wisp of straw and he gave the wisp of straw to the cow and the cow gave him milk and the milk he gave to the cat. The cat scraped the butter. The butter went into the cloth, hurt the hound. The hound hunted the deer. The deer swam the river. The water wet the flag. The flag sharpened the axe. The axe cut the rod. 
and the rod made a gag. And when he had it ready to hang, to hang Manachar, he had found Manachar had burst. So the raspberries had killed him. Now we, <laughs> crazy as this is, it was inconclusive. There's, there's a lot in that, right? So what I is this? He wants to kill his mate really, really badly, right? Obviously, so we get he, that. He the really, man ate the man. You don't eat yeah. another man's raspberries. Damn. He really wants to kill his buddy, yeah. right? So he's doing all this. He's going through all these things. So much time and effort put into and hating him it. so but then, much. At the end, it's a critical thinking problem because at the end, what the baker gives him is a sieve and water. Mm-hmm. And you know, it's obviously, oh, it's full of holes. It's going to run at the bottom. But then he listens. You can put it this way. He listens to nature. Cause this is a very old story. That's so incredibly he, old. The crow goes, dub, dub, like that over him. So he yeah. hears the crow and he listens he to nature. So he realizes he, he realizes, can make that into yeah. clay. Yeah. He can turn it all around. And then it even shows that then in the end, he doesn't even need to murder his friend, well, which is what he's planning to do the, the whole story because from, his yeah. friend then that's gluttony because Burst yeah. is always in capital letters at the end. And the versions I've read. Yeah. Um, so that's like a gluttony thing. I hadn't actually thought of it like that. Sort of, so there's a lot like, in there. Yeah. But the other thing I also took from that is when you go through all this trouble to get revenge on someone, like, why would you do that? Like, yeah, he was uh, mad yeah. at his friend and it's uh, a lot of... Freaking like, raspberries. It's it seems kind trivial. of a karma. It's almost like a karma. It's a question of karma. It's so funny you say karma, oh, by the way. Oh, did you just write down karma? No, no, I've got something else. Oh, you to, wrote but, something but else But it's down. totally related to karma, but continue with oh, what yeah. you were saying. No, I was just going to say, it's like, it's like a lesson in karma. If you go back to like sort of Buddhist thinking, you know, karma is the belief that um someone will get their comeuppance, although it's different. It's more of the modern karma. Like, I hear people going, oh, he'll get, you know, karma, they really... Karma the bitch. But no, I'm not talking about that. I'm we talking, mean actual, what, yeah. Uh, yeah. What actual karma is, mm-hmm. is just the idea of somebody, um, kind of, uh, in the next life, maybe. Yeah. And not being, uh, quite an enlightened character. And it's so funny that you mention Buddhism because see, every time I read this story, mm. I've read a lot of the old sort of Buddhist texts and a lot yeah. of them, because it was an oral tradition, they didn't write things down. A lot <laughs> of them. Oral tradition. <laughs> but you know so what I mean? Funny. So a lot of them are very repetitive. The way yeah. that's very repetitive. But a lot to of drill these. drill it old, into you kind of. Yeah. A lot of these Buddhist sutras, so they could be easily remembered, were yeah. very repetitive. So sometimes well, you read them and you get a bit mantras. bored because you're reading it. Well, even a mantra. Oh yes. Like when you're repeating to yourself, it's supposed to, supposed to keep you in that sort of yeah repetitive meditation kind. Yeah, of exactly. Your mantras. Yeah. Yeah, and uh, it was also easier when you only had oral traditions when it was just like you know it was being communicated purely orally, no, purely by n- mouth, no writing, and which was, was no done ri- for a long, long yeah. time. Oh yeah. Um, it's helpful to have stuff like that, you know, that you can go back on. Yeah. Because in this, if you know what you said last, yeah. you know, you can go back. And it's the same with the 12 days of Christmas thing. You know, everybody oh God, knows the 12 yeah. days of Christmas. It's just not as much well, fun as not, this because this is about trying to murder your pal. I don't think a lot of people know past about five or six. No, five golden rings. Yeah, but after that, it's just a fucking mess. No, nah, I don't really knows. want to talk about it. So anyway. <laughs> and that's the thing because, okay, so... This story, we can take it, is a bit creepy that he's trying, he's, he's going, trying to kill his, he's friend, to kill you know? his pal. But there's this thing called spontaneous order, right? So people like us who are kind of anarchists, we, some people would say like, oh, without a government, how would things get done? You need these people who do this <laughs> and that and all the rest of it. But we, we sort of know about a thing called spontaneous order and basically it is. It's, middlemen. <laughs> yeah, it's like you take, it's like, yeah, it's like you take the government away and yeah. people will do things themselves. The order will form itself. 
by people yeah. trading with each other, exchanging with each other, because it has to happen. Yeah. And that's what's going on the whole time in this story. And it's funny because people think we meant to talk about this, but actually we didn't. This, this was, was just not, by accident. Was it was just menu. it was just when we started talking. I just remembered this. Um, but what's interesting is it's totally spontaneous order, and what he's doing is basically this is an old old story. He's basically yeah. bartering with all these. I know it's like it's a bit supernatural because the cats the and the nature, cows are talking to yeah, him and things. Aren't all stories kind of like that? Yeah, that's yeah. But what a, he's doing, is he's bartering with them all, and then at the end. What he realizes is basically that what he realizes at the very end is that he has to use his own his own critical thinking, his own intellect. Yes. But he gets that from nature. But yeah. there's nature running throughout it all. Like that theme is strong in a lot of kind it was of also nature that killed his friend. So there was nature that did everything. Oh, well, it was. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Because the raspberries. Yeah, you're right. The fruit killed yeah, him calm, because, calm because, down. No, no, but because I just never thought of that because it was gluttony. But it's yeah. interesting. Yeah, because it's, it's He's talking to animals like get yeah. like the cow wants the milk and all that, and the cat to scrape the butter. He uses and, his own intellect to realize he has to use nature. He has to use his resources, <laughs> and he gets it from nature. And then he goes back and he does all the stuff, only to find that nature took care of the problem anyway. <laughs> um, so there's there's a whole thing in there. But there's also the fable of um, karma. And there's a lot of different. There's a lot of stuff going on. It's a big pie. A lot of, not, there a lot is of different a, stuff in there. And it sounds like a, just a silly, weird story. And do you know what? What? I would <laughs> I would read a child that. I would. Yeah. Some people maybe would why wouldn't. we don't have kids. Well, <laughs> you know, it is a bit creepy. He is trying to kill his pal. But well, like, yeah. a lot of these old well, fairy tales are, are like creepy. that. They're, they are creepy. Hansel, little, you mentioned Hansel and Gretel. Little Red Gr- Riding Hood as well. It's like, creepy. Yeah. You mentioned Hansel and Gretel earlier. That's yeah. a creepy story. Oh, that is really creepy. The Little Matchstick Girl. Was I'm one my mum read to me as a child. I think well. it's actually written by Hans Christian Andersen. Yeah, it's one of those sort of fairy tale fables. And it's really um, sad. It's a, I mean, <laughs> oh god, it's um, actually it's incredibly depressing. Um, don't worry, I'm not going to read it. <laughs> please, please don't read that. <laughs> no, my mum used to read it to me for some reason, but it's like, um, it's one of those. You know, I wasn't really thinking about the little matchstick girl, but like I'm googling it and something came up saying movie, and I'm like, oh Jesus Christ! No. Oh, the little match girl, what it was originally called. Um, hi, it was Hans Christian Andersen. Yeah. Um, who also wrote the Ugly Duckling. You know, he was the great Norwegian writer. Hans um, Christian Andersen wrote a lot of shit. Yeah, he wrote well, a lot was, of stuff. He was a great, great kids writer. I would put him up there with like Lewis Carroll and Roald Dahl and people Absolutely. like that. Um, but like, yeah, it was, it's actually considered a short story, but I mean, like, see if I didn't just read you the Wikipedia, cause I'm not going to read the story, cause I'm not going to bum everyone out. This is Thank the, you. the, the quick Wikipedia says the story is about <clears throat> a dying child's dreams and hopes. That's right there. <laughs> that is just bleak. And like, she has to sell matches cause she's got no money. Oh, it's, it's it, really quite sad. I'm going to link it up at the bottom of the show. But then you have Grimm's fairy really tales as well, because you have a couple, you have like a volume of Grimm's fairy yeah, tales. I do. In and the living room. A lot of them are quite, well, for lack of a better word, grim. Grim. But it's interesting because... The, the Brothers Grim, we're getting I think back, that was a movie. We're getting back to what Sean was saying we're about gone how... gone off on too much of a tangent. No, we, I don't think we have because... Do you not? No, and here's why. Because Sean Gab, like I said, we just recently interviewed him. Oh, yeah, yeah. Yeah, the third one about classical liberalism. And basically he was talking about fairy tales and... 
how what they say about a people, mm-hmm. like the dominant fairy tales in a culture, say something about that culture the and people that people of that time, and yeah. for that for for them, it was like the the whole idea of owning themselves. This yeah. is what we were talking about earlier. Mm-hmm. The whole idea that you you owned it when you sold your soul to the devil. Mm-hmm. It's quite a kind and of a European. We can kind of see that idea. in miniature and miniature in yeah. a way, can't we? Because like he like, picked, he can't... picked those raspberries, so he felt that he owned those raspberries because he picked them, and then he ate them. So oh, then right. yeah, he felt that he a... stole his property. So that's why he went for this big elaborate process mm-hmm. to murder him because he stole his property because it was yeah. him that picked them. It was miniature that picked them and miniature that ate them. Ah. You see? I hadn't thought about that element of it before. Yeah, property rights, man. Interesting, interesting. We're we're learning a lot and you know what? We're learning as we go. I think we'll probably do more on fairy tales in the future. I think there's like a show in that. I would say. I think think there's probably several shows in that. The majority of this show. I'm going to do a show with a little match girl. No, you're really not. I am. Nope, that's too. And sad. I'm going to cry all the way nope. through it. I'm just like going to. I'm just bitch. going to cry like a bitch all the no. way through it. I'm just <gasps> going. To... That's a misogynist thing to say. Sorry, you're I'm impressing going to, me. I'm going to cry like a small baby. Yeah, all that's the, the way right through. Way. That's there the right we go. Way to say it, and yeah. I was non-gender specific. Yes, it could be. It's, it's a non-gender specific. <laughs> not what the baby's not any color. The baby has no or race. gender. Nope, it is a genderless, raceless. <laughs> Weird looking baby. <laughs> I would like to move on from this madness. Uh, so, um, so as we begin to wrap up, uh, right? Yes. So we've covered a lot in this show There's about a lot, a lot of, of different shit. stuff. Um, yeah. But we've talked about sort of capitalism and mm-hmm. bad capitalism and um, but how like we that. don't feel that what's going on in like these westernized countries that we talk about is capitalism. It's like, not capital. It's not actual capitalism. Because what we believe in is a free market version of capitalism, free of government regulation. Yes. Yeah. Absolutely. And we talked about liberalism and how, you know, people think of liberals now, but how classical liberals were sort of more close to libertarian. Uh-huh. But and then they be, then the they split into social liberals uh-huh. and now that's become termed liberalism. Uh-huh. Yeah, exactly. And libertarianism has kind of been termed with that. And, you know, we've, we've got into a lot of stuff. We went into the NHS and the, the smoking, like the, the tobacco whole, the lobby, and then that. the e-cig stuff, and basically any healthcare. kind of threat, any kind of threat to their their money making monopoly, they don't like. They're going to stamp it out. Yeah, and everybody's involved. And you know what? It's kind of a tinfoil hat thing. Yeah. Um, it is kind of. I don't have any conclusive proof. Of course, I don't. Mm-hmm. There, I can't have it. The powerful <laughs> tobacco lobby won't let me. No. What is the one? It's Doctor Spichemin and Thirty Rock, and he says the, the powerful, powerful bread, bread lobby keep blocking my research. <laughs> the powerful tobacco companies keep blocking my research. See so, how you get us talking about American sitcoms and very ancient Celtic fairy tales in the one show. In the one sentence, That's the yeah. uniqueness of the Greening Out podcast. Yes. That is. We're weird. We're weird. And but, we're here. But some people like <laughs> it, you say. know what I mean? And we some like a lot like of weird it. people on the internet We like as well. a lot of weird people. We've been connecting with a lot of... Uh, weird in a good way. With a lot of weird people. I feel like I sound echoey. Normal people are boring. You sound fine. Okay. Normal people are boring. Weird people are way more fun. I think everybody would consider themselves a little bit weird, though. In some way, everybody's got their quirk. Don't well, everyone's they? got a thing. Everybody's got their little quirks. Aye. But anyway. No, I think we've covered a lot of weird stuff. Yeah. 
Not even just weird, but I think we've covered a lot of topics. Relevant, yeah, it's been pretty relevant. You can learn a lot. I think that there's definitely a show in Mm. the fables and fairy tales. And I've got to say, I just got to say, see, since we did like the show with, for example, Daniel Updike, and when we from Northern Runes Radio, when we talked about also true, also true, yeah, yeah, he's like a, and for anyone who doesn't know, that's like a a modern practitioner of what would be considered a pagan or heathen religion, yeah. you know, like a pre-Christian European religion. Yeah. So for anyone who doesn't know that. And he talked about the importance of mythology and stuff. And we even see in our modern films mythology getting regurgitated or even oh, like, yeah. <laughs> or even mythological stories being put with totally different characters uh-huh. at a different time. So we can see, and it's interesting just from looking at that weird story in Miniature of Manichar that I read out, it's, it's the fantastic. things you can extrapolate from that. There's a lot of different themes going on. Yeah, there really is. And there's, see a a story like that, it's because it's fundamentally about him wanting to kill his mate. Yeah. But see how it's kind of, it's got that repetitive thing that you well, find like, in it. But again, like but I said, like we all the old traditions, because this probably comes from an word, older yeah. tradition. Yeah. This comes from a way older tradition where you it was have an older written, tradition. Yeah, you didn't have written word. And it's fascinating. So I think we've covered a lot, you know. Yeah. I think we've. I think there's definitely I a show in that alone. It. Um, I've had my little rant about the NHS and vape pen debacle. Um, that is it is really ridiculous to ban them. It makes no sense. It makes no sense to do it. Um, if you go to a good person to get your oils made, um, and you get the, uh, I'm gonna put down a link to some great information about exactly what you're putting into your body when you smoke oil. Yeah. That's, that's so, it. Yeah. I think that's a good point. We should say we got a generous donation this week. Um, we won't say how much, but we will just say thank you, Kurt. Yes, um, thank you so much. That really meant a lot. Yeah, and of course, we, the money goes straight to the show. Yeah, absolutely. More cables and stuff, you know, in case... We need <laughs> cables because the thing about this is um, we actually only own two cables right now. Yeah, so... And if like, one of them breaks and we need to podcast, we are fucked. If so. we have an interview with someone, then we are knackered. So we're um, going to get, we're gonna get so some that's new, good. We're going to get some new cables and stuff. Um, and so, I need Kurt, thank you for your generous donation. We yeah. very much appreciate it. And you can donate to us. We take donations through Patreon. We also take them via Bitcoin, but you yeah. don't have to even do that. See if you I mean, just share us on your favorite social media. We're, we're yeah, kind of on all of like them. Like our page on Facebook if you haven't already, man. We're on Twitter and yep. we're on that quite a bit, actually. We're yep. on that most most days. Yeah, so Facebook, Twitter, you know, share our stuff. I think, we're on, I think we're on Tumblr. I think we're on something called Pinterest. We, 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 we had a Tumblr page. And I'm but not like, on Instagram because I'm not just, a photo person. Nobody likes us on Tumblr. Tumblr's no. not the right forum for this. Tumblr definitely is not the right um, <laughs> place for the Greening It podcast. But yeah, you can donate or you can just help us out by sharing. Or even Whatever. like, see if you like what we do. Man, drop us an email because we like and to hear from you guys. just say, hi, I am, I am blah, blah, blah. And I live in blah, blah, blah. And I we've heard received, your show. we've received quite an increasing number of them and we really well, like really those nice yeah see, after, like you've had, after you've had a really shitty day <laughs> and you come home and it's nice to go to your email and see somebody go i like what you talk about it's fun yeah let's to do it more and that kind of encourages you to keep on going because it's a little bit difficult sometimes to sort of feel like this and sort of have these thoughts and kind of live like just i think <laughs> in anybody the republic in the scotland. people's republic of scotland no but just in the world <laughs> i think um i think everybody can kind of agree with that that it's nice to get a little bit of something going yeah egging you on a bit for what you believe in i think so 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 um, yes thanks everyone again thanks kurt um 
I know this has been a bit of a weird show. We've Listen, gone off on a quite a few times, but, what but do we ex- don't really plan these I mean, these come on, what well. do you expect from us, to be fair? We I mean, if you listen write, to this, you should sort of expect this kind of shit. Yeah, because we just make a some very basic notes and we just go with it. Yeah, we just do Yeah, it. it's good. So uh, you can hear a lot more weird stuff at um, <laughs> Green uh, Podcast. Listen to our Sean Gab interview. Oh, yeah, we just did an interview with Sean Gab from Liberty I was I was highly mentioning yeah, there. No, you mentioned it, it like 11 basis. times. I'll link up at the bottom. Um, listen to it. It's a good show. Yeah, so uh, um, for that show and a, a lot more libertarian podcast writings and news, you can go to greeningitpodcast.co.uk. Yes, and thank you so much for listening. Thank you and good night.